ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Faust are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, a bladder emergency on a road trip, menstrual torment through the ages, and menopausal fury with a teenager. Hello and welcome back to Dear Hormones Season 2. Hi Kate. Hello Jenny. I'm so excited that we're back again. I know, so am I. It's been ages, Kate. It's been months, actually, hasn't it? So how's Kate's menopause watch going? In fact, I don't know, can I, can I share something with the, uh, with the audience as to what's just been happening over the last few hours? Depends on what <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, over the last few hours, I know what yeah. you're going to say. Go on. Yeah, is that allowed? Is it allowed? I think so. Just be kind. <laughs> be kind. Uh, this is this tying into Kate's menopause watch. We have been sitting here at our computers now for what feels like all day, but it's actually been about two and a half hours. <laughs> and we have been trying to get everything working. And there's been a bit of an issue at Kate's side. And during this situation, Kate, can I say, I mean, you, you got a little bit emotional, didn't you? <laughs> you got a little bit emotional about the, te- the tech going wrong. I did. And um, well up a little bit. Yeah, it's and you true. got really kind of stressed, and which I understand because that's exactly what I'm like. But I don't know. I'm just wondering: could this be the start of something? Wow. <laughs> Is this going on the list? It, maybe it should do. And also, Jenny, as you know, we we tried to sort out the tech a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We did a test. We did. And then you asked me to please send you the file. And 24 hours later, you had to remind me to please send the file. <laughs> and I think 24 hours after that, you had to remind me yet again to please send the file. So. Yeah, forgetfulness is definitely a symptom, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, it, it definitely, really is. And definitely something that is happening to me. I'm terribly yeah. forgetful. I've always had a bit of that, but I think it's possibly even more. And emotional, I've, I've always been someone who has sort of cried easily. But yeah, possibly, I, I don't remember particularly crying about technical issues. Yeah, <laughs> which is a huge thing for me, which actually I'll talk about in a minute, actually, because it's happened to me recently. Before we do any of that, though, I just wanted to read something out that I thought was so nice because it's one of many messages that I've been getting about our podcast. She says, I just wanted to share with you that I saw my three oldest friends today. We're all 44. Oh, stop right there. Guess who else is 44? <laughs> I know. Yours truly. <laughs> Bear that in mind. Uh, she says the main topic of conversation the perimenopause. All gradually realising this unrecognisable version of themselves is not them going mad. I went through your list of 24 symptoms from your Instagram page and all three had, wait for it, 20 or more symptoms. <gasps> 20, did you say 20 out of 24? 20 out of 34. Out of 34. In fact, Kate, we must Gosh. go through that list one day with you. We'll do it on the podcast one, one day. Yeah, and she carries on. She says they're all um, off to get some HRT. 
I recommended your podcast to them too. So thank you. You've hopefully helped three more ladies feel a lot less senile today. Oh, and I thought that was a really nice message for her to send. Thank you for that. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. We sort of said when we started, if we could just help one person realise that they're not going mad, then it would have been worth it. And um, there you go. There was three people there. So that's job done. Three 44-year-olds <laughs> and another one sitting yeah. right here. Um, Jenny, how have things been for you, hormonally speaking? <laughs> well... As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that I started off about three years ago feeling a little bit shaky, a little bit weird and very angry and not myself. Got on the HRT and I've been back to my normal self. But um, something's happened to me recently over the last couple of weeks and suddenly like the, the penny dropped. And I thought, oh my God, I need to increase my dose of estrogen. I need to up, up the HRT. And I'll tell you the things that happened. So one is quite similar to what happened to you this morning, actually getting emotional. But um, I was trying to book a flight. Now, I am a real technophobe. Despite doing this podcast and being a photographer and having to use a lot of computer equipment, I'm a huge technophobe. Um, and it does get me stressed out. And I think this is something that's always been with me, but definitely something that's increased since I've got older. Anyway, I've been trying to book this girls weekend. We had to cancel it in 2020. We had to cancel it again this year. And now we have to rebook for next year. Usually our super organized, amazing friend Charlotte does this for us. And I'm always forever grateful because I know that booking flights is something that gets my heart racing. Anyway, this time we had a voucher that we all had to use individually. So we had to book our flights ourselves. And Kate, I'm telling you, it <laughs> before I even started filling the form out, I could feel my heart was like boom, 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 boom. I actually said to myself out loud, come on, Jenny, you can do this. So I'm on the system, thought I'd done it all right, got to the end and it comes up and says, congratulations, Mr. Smith. So I thought, <laughs> oh no, I've done something wrong there. Had to go back, try and change it. Got through the whole thing again, getting more and more anxious as the whole thing was going on. Got right through to the end, hit pay and a big message came up go there's been an error you've not been able to do this and at that point instead of just like thinking oh for goodness sake I burst into tears not just light tears well I was sobbing absolutely sobbing and I heard my husband downstairs go what's the matter <laughs> and then he came up and I explained what I said oh he thought something awful had happened I can't book flights I just can't do it I just can't do it and instead of being sympathetic I think he thought oh my god this woman and he was like not again um anyway I got out my seat he sat down he and I watched him he booked that flight ticking all the boxes that I ticked and guess what it worked for it him worked. it worked oh, yeah did you yeah. cry all over again yes I did cry I don't all over blame again. He you. Went, I felt like a mad woman I was saying to him I definitely did what you just did, Chris. I really did. I promise I did that. You know, like I was trying to know who I was trying to convince. And then off he went back downstairs and I sat and sobbed for another half an hour. So that happened. <laughs> you um, are but... amazing at technical things. And can I, when we're doing these podcasts, you out-technic me every time. You're brilliant. <laughs> so I'm not sure what happened on that occasion, but don't believe that you are not good at it because you are. And that must have been a glitch in well, the system. I'm going to blame it on the system. It wasn't you. It was yeah, the well, hopefully not. But how I reacted was definitely me. Yeah. This overreaction, this horm this hormonal outburst. And I felt it. I, it felt completely irrational. Um, and the other thing that had been happening to me for the last what, couple of weeks or so, I'd noticed I'd been going to bed and feeling really anxious. And obviously, I know that's a huge symptom of the menopause. But I just noticed I was going to bed and I was feeling really nervous. And I couldn't work out what it was. My heart was racing at night. I was waking up again. So... That happened. And then the third thing that happened was the other day. <laughs> and this was all about 
the Duke of Edinburgh Award. So this is all started with my son. He wanted he wants to do it, and the expedition is sort of they're planning it now, and they sent a form through. Now, to give me some credit here, the school had definitely messed up a bit here because there were two versions of this form. One form that my friend had with various dates filled in on it already, and another form that my son had come home with, which was completely different. There was huge confusion over this form and I, I couldn't cope. So I'm filling this form out for him. And I'm, I think we got the right form now. We decided what we we're going to do. We decided what dates we were going to check. And I'm, I finally sort of get through it and I work out when he last had his tetanus jab and all the stuff that I had to put onto this form that was getting me really, really stressed out. And then I said to him, so are we going to tick all the dates that you can um, do then? Are we going to tick? There was three or four dates you could tick. And I said, and he went, yeah, yeah, tick them all. So I ticked them all. And then I said to him, and you sure you don't want to just tick the ones that your friends have done? Hmm. And he said, yeah, actually, let's just tick the ones that my friends have done. To which I had the most horrific hormonal outburst that you've that I haven't seen since the early days, since chicken since wings. Since chicken wings. Right, oh, since gosh. chicken wings. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and listen to season one, episode one. And I felt it bubbling up inside me. And I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Even though I just asked him if he wanted to put <laughs> this other date, I said, oh, right, oh, right. So now you just want me to put the other date in, even though I've just ticked all these boxes on this form. I, I, I can't believe it. What? Honestly, I, I just want you to know that if we do just tick one date and you don't get into that one date, well, you might not even go on an expedition. So I just need, so long as you're aware <laughs> that that's what's going to happen, then fine. I'll just tick the one box and, and all the time. Now, bear in mind, this kid has been through this before and he hasn't seen it for two years. All the times I was doing it, he was amazing. And he was saying to me, Mum, Mum, it's okay. Mum, don't get angry. No, it's okay. And he came and sat down next to me and he put his arm around me. He said, seriously, Mum, it doesn't matter. Don't worry, don't worry. I, I then had this kind of calming moment thinking, you've done it again. I could feel it going. But mm. because he was now aware of it, he, he calmed me down and stopped it becoming... D of E gate, which would have been like chicken wings gate. So anyway, off the back of all these things that have happened, the anxiousness, booking the flight, that's just sort of to say, what a lovely thing that he did that. And you've, you've raised that boy. You have. So you've oh, done. Stop it. I'm actually going to cry now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's really because he'd seen it all before. And I guess because I talk about this podcast to him. So he's mm. heard a couple of them. And so he knows about this rage he obviously saw the rage building the same way that I felt the rage building um but stopped it in its tracks anyway off the back of that I immediately the next day I upped my HRT from three pumps to four pumps and I've been doing that now for about four days and I feel so much better <laughs> already anyway that's what's happened to me hormonally since we last recorded which I wasn't expecting isn't it great that that one extra pump has made a difference and it just shows that these things that are happening to women it is all about hormone. It's just a hormone yeah. imbalance and it's making us feel crazy and we're not. You just yeah, don't exactly. have enough estrogen in your body and you just need an extra pump of it to make you be you. I just feel back to myself again and that's all it took. Aww. Oh, Kate, should we start with our first letter? Let's do that. How exciting. <laughs> exciting. Oh, I can't wait. I, right. It's a really, really great letter. So thank you so much to the lady who's written in. In fact, her name is Hannah and she lives in Croydon. Hannah from Croydon. This letter is called Pringles. Dear Jenny and Kate, I have a bladder the size of a chestnut. I know this. I have always known this. 
and over the years I have learned to live with my body's limitations. Perhaps it is one reason I was attracted to my husband, whose drinking and urinary habits are not unlike our dogs. A wee in the morning, a full day of hydration with zero thought to any impact on his bladder, and another wee at night. What a life! (laughs) (laughs) Totally husband. Oh, because actually, sorry, just whizzing back to what I was saying um, before about my hormones and everything. That's another thing that's been happening to me. I've been going to the toilet every five minutes and and I haven't been since I upped the dose. Wouldn't that be nice to be that husband? Two wees a day. Oh, I have I to say my little daughter, that's what she's like. She's four and she just is like a camel. She just never needs to go to the toilet. I do worry that she's not drinking enough, but I think she is. She says, I share this not because it's terribly interesting, but to let you know that I am a woman who is fully aware of her body's functioning. I am woke to living in a society that has little regard for the needs of people like me, or else there would be clean and free public toilets on every street corner and on public transit. I (laughs) agree with her. Gosh, I had a terrible time. I'm I'm (laughs) digressing here. I had a terrible time in Richmond Park not that long ago. There were just no toilets. The, the ones that were sort of, and, and I went to a cafe, it was sort of a pop-up cafe and I said, oh, where are the nearest toilets? And the lady just said, oh, half an hour in that direction. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> kidding. Yeah, or I think 40, 40 minutes in the other direction. Oh my goodness. We'd especially gone to the cafe so that I could find a toilet and there, the toilets were miles away. The reason why I needed a toilet was not to do a wee. Um, it was because I had my period. And actually, so maybe this again, going back to menopause watch, Maybe this is a bit of a change. Um, my periods are a little bit heavier, but they're very short. But that first day, they'll be really quite heavy. And I needed to change my tampon. And there was just nowhere, nowhere to go. Yeah. No toilets. Terrible, if it was a wee, it? I could have gone behind a bush. But that wasn't that wasn't what I needed. And eventually, after, you know, eventually found a toilet. But it was a compost loo and there was no running water. So there was oh, no... Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> A compost loo. <laughs> Just that word, a compost oh, loo, yeah. is enough to send me out into hives. Honestly, I was so <laughs> excited when, when we saw there was a loo that was going to be open. I was like, hooray, 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 I'm going to be able to change my tampon. Woo, it's all brilliant. And also the children were all complaining that they were very thirsty because it was a hot day. Shouldn't complain about that. So I thought, great, we can also refill the water bottle. But no, we couldn't refill the water bottle and also... No hand washing facilities. Okay, that's awful. It, was, it wasn't yeah. it just so I'm absolutely in agreement with Hannah. Yeah, with Hannah. There should yeah. be more loose. So she says, my story proper begins a few weeks ago. The family and I were so excited to get out of London and take a mini road trip. I love road tripping. What other mode of travel lets you know the exact distance to your next pee break? <laughs> Love it. It was it was at the end of our holiday. Instead of driving straight home, we decided to stop and have dinner in Oxford. With about 30 miles to go, I started to sense the familiar stirrings of need. <laughs> but I was totally unconcerned since Satnav let me know I would be arriving at a toilet in less than half an hour. A stretch, but I've known worse. I love I love it that she's planning like Satnav can tell her when sat when the yeah. toilet's coming. Uh, modern technology. So it was with tremendous surprise that when we got to the outskirts of town, the situation went from manageable to dire within the beat of a heart. I was fine and then I really wasn't fine and it was all completely unclear what the hell was happening. That's all in capital letters. (laughs) 
My husband was as confused as I was. I know you ladies love a good birthing metaphor. It was as if yeah, it was as if I'd gone from contractions eight minutes apart to seeing the crown of the baby's head. Oh. What the hell was happening? Oh, Hannah. <laughs> what a nightmare. There wasn't enough time to make it to the restaurant. To continue with my analogy, I was about to give birth in a taxi. <laughs> My husband pulled into a car park, which was attached to what looked like a community centre. But more promisingly, it was located next to a little tributary. And we all know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) The car stopped and I was out like a rocket, (laughs) making a beeline for the stream. (laughs) But to my dismay... There were walkers up and down the water's edge. I I scanned left and right for any suitable foliage that might provide cover, but only scabby bushes were to be found. Obviously, the next option was the rec centre. But as soon as I got to the entrance, I saw the sign. No public toilets. I mean, Now, you see, there should be public toilets there. In Richmond Park, I feel a bit silly that I was moaning about there not being toilets in Richmond Park but there at the rec centre that's just not fair she says I am of course used to such bladder discrimination but the confluence with my present circumstance made it simply insupportable like a mad woman I started darting in and out between the cars in the car park what I was looking for God only knows a pop-up stall (laughs) a sign affixed to a tyre that said pee here So she's gone. She's from, desperate right now. She, she is, is desperate. She's gone from the bushes by the stream, which even though they were only scrappy little bushes, still I would think that would be preferable to the cars in the car yeah. park. Yeah. I realised that my only option was back at the car. My mind immediately went to the days of potty training my son when I carried around plastic bags in case the lad needed an emergency wee. <laughs> I, plastic I got bags it. Yeah. for it. Here she goes. Here she goes. I got in the car and frantically started looking for a plastic bag, any bag, to hold my water. I was begging the kids to go through their things and do likewise. (laughs) Fortunately, I was on a road trip with teenagers, so the car was full of snack packaging. Unfortunately, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Crisp packet. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, we were at the end of our trip, so all said packaging was in the rubbish bag. And no, I was not going to grub about in sticky candy bar wrappers, trickles of day-old soda syrup and mushy apple cores only to retrieve a very unhygienic receptacle (laughs) to put against my (laughs) hoo-ha. That would be desperate. That is going a step too far, isn't it? Putting a mouldy old crisp packet right up there. In my frenzy, I looked over and saw my husband popping open a new can of Pringles. (laughs) What the fuck? At my most dire moment of need, he was having a snack. What are you doing? I fairly shouted, noticing he was putting umpteen crisps in the car's drink holders. I'm emptying the can for you. Me. What? Him. I'm emptying the can so you can pee in it. Oh, that is love. (laughs) No, wait. Listen to this. Let's pause for a second so we can all get the same visual. If you've ever had Pringles or grew up in the industrialised world, you will know that the containers are about a yard long. (laughs) 
True, they come in smaller, individual-sized cans, and had that been our can, I would have regarded my husband as the superhero he sometimes can be. But alas, his was not the glory. Ours was a proper, family-sized can, and my only thought, did my husband think I peed out of a funnel? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, Kate, those huge... Pringle pots <laughs> trying to position that. <laughs> I'm trying to think, yeah, so the opening of a Pringle pot is quite small, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's the length of it as well, it's isn't the it? Length. The length because you've like, got to try and yeah. how you've got to try and I, yeah. Anyway, mm. I finally found a sandwich bag containing a bunch of face masks as daylight broke on the horizon. Because only the rear windows were tinted, I kicked out the kids and got in the back seat, as if. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, get out of the car. Mummy's doing a wee. (laughs) As if things weren't already bad, it was only then I realised I was wearing a jumpsuit. Oh, no. (laughs) Hannah, this is an absolute nightmare. She's got the tinted windows, though. That's right, ladies. A jumpsuit. Something I wear maybe twice a year. Oh, unlucky. I, of course, thought, fuck it. I'll just take it off. But then I made eye contact with another driver through our car's front windshield. (laughs) (laughs) And that was no longer an option. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) What what to do? What to do? Time was running out. Thankfully, my jumpsuit was the summery, billowy kind. So I thought, I'll just hike up the trouser legs and shove the pants aside. (laughs) I'm trying to picture this. Hold on a minute. (laughs) So she's, she's going to hike up the dress and shut. Yeah, okay, could work. Yeah, and then she's going to pull the pants aside. She's got to carry a plastic bag. Mind you, I can't really see what I'm doing. Wedged in between duffel bags, rucksacks and other weekend gear. In other words, I'm operating on feel and faith. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when it comes to a we, are two things that, sh- <laughs> that shouldn't go together. <laughs> Hannah, oh my God. Oh, Hannah oh my and her God. hoo-ha. <laughs> oh, her hoo-ha. Oh my God. I put the bag in what I believed was position and had a go. <laughs> For the first two seconds, I thought everything was going to be fine. But then I could feel a warm wetness spreading up and down my legs and back. Oh. The, the material of my breezy jumpsuit <laughs> meant that it soaked up pee like a paper towel. Disgust and confusion. Was the bag already overflowing? Had I simply misaimed? <laughs> then I realised I was peeing on my new pair of Birkenstocks, which I hadn't thought to take off. So it's now just leaked <laughs> everywhere and it's dripping. But to down be honest, onto her even shoes. if she's taken off her Birkenstocks, you know, still to get it all over your feet is not really nice either. Yeah, yeah. Then I realised I could hear my water <laughs> hitting a hard surface beneath the seat. A book? The CD case? Did it matter? Did, did, did it matter anymore? <laughs> Just let it go. Just friends. She says friends. <laughs> we <laughs> friends. We all do our best to contain our mental, emotional, and body effluvia. Effluvia. Ca- what a great yeah, word. <laughs> that's a great word, isn't it? But there comes a time when you've hit rock bottom and you just stop caring. When you understand the universe is what it is and you just don't give a fuck. (laughs) 
Once I could hear myself peeing on the car floor, I reached that moment. A voice inside said, it's over now. You can let go. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. I unleashed a full bladder with no regard for whether I was anywhere near my sandwich bag. <laughs> Hannah, it turned out I had peed on my son's rucksack. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Did I mention we were in a rental? <laughs> no. Well, maybe, maybe uh, that makes it better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 perhaps. Yeah. Give it a good Send thing. it back stinking of urine. The upside, because there is one, is that I had plenty of clean clothes and that I didn't have to sit in my own urine on the way home. <laughs> but the sun, my, the yeah. downside would be the sun. A, my son, my son was surprisingly good about it, especially since I lied and told him I didn't actually wee on his stuff. The dog, however, knew my secret. <laughs> I think that's She's, the sort of lie that's allowed. I, I oh, think it's totally allowed. Anna, that is totally allowed. So that's my perimenopause story. It goes to show that no matter how well you know your body, middle age will teach you something. For starters to road trip with travel-sized Pringles cans. <laughs> Hannah, that's a sensational oh, story. Hannah, and it reminds me of that other story we had. Do you remember the woman last on time that was on an aeroplane? With the cashmere jumper. Yeah, and she had to wee into her husband's cashmere jumper. But this is this is the perimenopause. The older you get, the more mm. you have to go. I'm, I'm sorry, girls. But anyway, great tips there. Always really great some, tips. Uh, Always have a travel-sized Pringles can with you. Yeah. I'm thinking it was quite nice for Hannah as well that there was a stream nearby. I'm glad for her that she had a stream because she could have gone and washed her feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yes, yeah, not thought about the aftermath. Yeah, she could have gone down there and uh, cleaned herself up, couldn't she? So she said there was an upside, which was that she had the clean clothes. Another upside, there was a stream. We've yeah, got to that's see right. the positives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got a letter here to read, Jenny. This letter is entitled Periods. Which we've already had a bit of a chat about periods, haven't we? We so, have, we have. This one comes to us from Saskia and she's in North London. Dear Jenny and Kate, thank you for amusing me so much on my walk home from work. FYI, I'm in my mid-30s and I definitely use the word bonking. Oh, yes! <laughs> this, yes. this relates to an older lady who wrote into us and she used the word bonking and we were wondering whether that's an old-fashioned word, but good that she's using it. It's come, make, coming back into fashion with the uh, 30-something whippersnappers. Oh. <laughs> I ask my son what he had for lunch at nursery every single day. Doesn't everyone? Oh, good. Good, because that's another <laughs> thing we wanted to clear up, that everyone needs yes. to know what, what they're having for lunch. And good. I sob regularly and unstoppably at the drop of a hat. Good. Okay, so tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Despite being well off, I assume, the perimenopause. As a teenager of the late 90s, I grew up at a time when your period was a fraught few days or longer of tying your jumper round your waist. That was what you used to do, didn't you, Jenny? Yes. A highly illegal act at my school. Oh, dear. Oh. That's not fair. Come on. Oh. Furtively hiding tampons in your hand when hurrying oh, to the yes. loo. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, I'd You've forgotten that one. And generally hoping that you would make it through each month unscathed. However, three menstrual memories are writ particularly large in my mind. I feel like that's quite a good title for a podcast, Menstrual Memories. <laughs> the first occurred when I hadn't actually started my periods. I was on an under-11 hockey tour to, if I remember correctly, Ely. 
which for a group of nine and ten-year-olds from North Norfolk seemed enormously adventurous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I grew Anything's up in... adventurous these days after lockdown, <laughs> isn't it? Ely sounds, like, amazing. <laughs> oh, I grew up in North Norfolk as well, but I, I moved away oh. when I was seven, so my path probably didn't cross with Saskia's. Um, this was back in the day when it was deemed perf- perfectly appropriate for one male member of staff to accompany a group of prepubescent, or so we thought, girls on an overnight trip. Now, that wouldn't happen now, would it? No way. After a supper at Little Chef, we had settled into our travel lodge on the A10 for the evening. Then, disaster struck. The youngest member of the hockey team, aged nine, got her period for the first time. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Age nine. That's it. It's young, isn't it? She got her period for the first time. She was the first out of the entire group. This was before mobile phones. We had no way to call our mums or Google what to do. Poor old, who was in hindsight quite young, Mr. Let's call him Smith, was woefully <laughs> underprepared for such an eventuality. <laughs> Mr. Smith. Oh, my God, that poor guy. Oh, dear. <laughs> Flustered and quite clearly floundering. He nipped to the garage next door for emergency provisions and he returned with a packet of large sanitary towels and a jar of powdered hot chocolate, which he thrust into my arms. <laughs> oh no! Before retreating to his room, leaving us 12 little girls to work out what to do. <gasps> Gosh, that man must have been absolutely panicking and thought that that was enough. Just to thrust, thrust the, the large panty pads. You don't know what you're doing at nine years old. Oh, that must have been quite terrifying for that little girl to be away from home. It was probably her first trip away from home. Quite scary anyway. And then that happens. Yeah, this has got two sides to it already, this story. On the one hand, I'm finding it really funny because of the man's reaction. I'm trying to imagine being in his shoes and that's like a comedy sketch in the making. But then the other half is this horrific side with these young little nine-year-old girls <laughs> scrabbling around. One of them's got a period. She, she's like, who's got to try and work out what to do with this guy? Saskia's been given the brick-like sanitary towels and she's been yeah. <laughs> lots of hot chocolate. I love it that he thought that hot chocolate would make it all better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, that's what yeah. you need. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we sat. Oh, do you know what? I, do you know what? I think I think he went and bought the uh, sanitary towels, and then he was really embarrassed that that's what he was buying. So he bought. The, so he, I think he bought the hot chocolate <laughs> to cover it up at the counter. <laughs> and then, yeah. Anyway, carry Mr. on. Mr. <laughs> Smith, we sat in a circle, drank tepid hot chocolate made straight from the hot tap. That's it as well. These like little girls, these nine-year-old girls in their room. How are they to, you know, to have a probably never made hot chocolate before? And also that, you know what that looks like, don't you? You know that powder that it won't have dissolved properly in tepid water. There'll be clumps and lumps of that chocolate with bits of, oh, it'll be awful. Oh, those poor girls. They've got two things to contend with now. A period and the crap hot chocolate. (laughs) And. (laughs) Could it get worse? And wept. Oh. Oh. sad. (laughs) Oh, I want to go and give those girls a cuddle. So do Step I. back in time. Oh, scoop them up. Those poor girls and wept. <laughs> I feel like weeping for them. That's that so man, I bet, he's, I, bet, I bet Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith was weeping too, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet he went straight to a payphone and phoned his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. had, one of them's got a period. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> poor, poor girl. 
My second period-based paranoia came a few years later, aged about 13, when, for a school play, I was required to wear an all-in-one turquoise lycra leotard come bodysuit. Oh my god. I was so traumatised by the fear of leaks that I became entirely convinced that I would spontaneously begin bleeding on stage, despite not being on my period, or even due to get my period that week. Yeah, but- I, I understand that fear as well, don't you? Mm, well, I don't, but... Yeah, you do now, I though, No, you do. Yeah, now, suddenly... Now you've had your heavy period, now you know where it comes from. <sighs> Therefore, in a probably highly risky move from a gynecological perspective, I wore a tampon for every performance just in case. Oh, bless her. My oh, goodness. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever done that, Jenny? I sure I have, yeah, because I used to get really heavy periods when I was yeah. younger anyway, so I would I can I would definitely have done that for mm. sure, especially with that outfit she just described. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely going to make sure something's safe and sound, aren't you up there? You don't want to, No, oh. that that's unforgiving. You can't have a period in that and get away with it. So yeah, I have done it. I've definitely done that before just mm. to make sure. The last incident that haunts me was oh. again a few years later still, and once again involved hockey. Did one of her previous ones involve hockey? Uh, I don't know, did it? Yes, it did. Yeah, yes, because it's a hockey team. The, the oh. girls. They, they oh, yes, team. yes, yes, of course. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got, yeah. Um, <laughs> menopause brain, menopause brain. I'll just read it again. The last <laughs> incident that haunts me was again a few years later still, and once again involved hockey. During the course of a match, I had fallen on the AstroTurf and taken the skin off both knees. Oh. When, after the game, I put on my tracksuit bottoms, I managed to transfer quite a bit of blood onto their white lining. Later uh-huh. still, having changed out of my sports kit, I left my tracksuit inside out. I can't remember exactly where or how it came about, but two boys who had also played in the match happened to see the blood stains. Oh dear. God. One look at their faces told me that they believed the blood was not from my knees, but my nether regions. Yeah. I was horrified. Should I oh, tell them no. what had happened? but in doing so, acknowledged that I knew what they were thinking, or should I pretend that nothing had happened at all? I can't remember the outcome, but I remember being paralysed with embarrassment that teenage boys might actually be aware that I had periods. You would be mortified, wouldn't you? Mm. She wouldn't be able to go up to them and say, oh, it's not my period, because just by saying that word to a teenage boy Mm. is embarrassing enough. And I think the more you try and excuse something like that, the more it looks like it was a period, Mm. even though it wasn't. Yeah. So, oh, she's had... Three great stories there. She has. I remember a friend of mine saying how she spoke to her son when he was sort of about 11, 12, about how he should always be kind to and and mindful of girls who might be getting their periods. And if there was ever anything that was remotely embarrassing, he should try and help. And I wonder whether I should have that same conversation with, with my own son, who's now that sort of age. These days, I am the mother of two young boys, and I'm acutely aware that as the only woman in the house... It falls mostly to me to educate my sons and make sure that periods are not a taboo subject. However, this comes with its own pitfalls. My particularly loud and voluble four-year-old has, on different occasions, informed people that Mummy is bleeding, but she doesn't need to go to the doctor. (laughs) That Mummy sometimes has to wear a little nappy. (laughs) And perhaps worst of all, that Mummy has a string between her legs, but I'm not allowed to touch it. <laughs> Kate, 
And just like that, I feel 15 again, flailing about in a miasma of menstrual mortification. What a brilliant letter. Oh, we could have like separated that and leaked it out to three episodes, couldn't we? That was so good. Oh, Saskia. I remember that. Sorry, going back to that, the Tampax string. I remember when um, my son was really little pointing at it going, what's that, mummy? And I mean, because I was on the loo. You know, I nothing, nothing. <laughs> Distracting him, like, pointing at something else randomly. Oh, look at that flannel. <laughs> Just so, so he doesn't keep looking, changing the subject. Oh, that's brilliant. I love, I love the sentence. Mummy sometimes has to wear, wear a little a, nappy. Little nappy. <laughs> Some people oh, are thinking, oh dear, she's got incontinence problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Oh, speaking of um, a little nappy, we've got coming up, got a really great letter um, and it's something to do with nappies. I won't say any more than that, but it, but it's, it's <laughs> really great. <laughs> there is this thing is that we do have to educate our children, don't we? And I, I have a four-year-old of my own. And again, I'm quite open about tampons and all that sort of thing but then she loves playing games with them she'll she'll just go and <laughs> grab a handful of tampons and <laughs> turn them into various things around the house and you, you never know where you're going to find tampons and people will come around and they'll be tampons <laughs> in all sorts of interesting places around our house so <laughs> yeah because they don't know as soon as she realizes what they are she'll be mortified won't she <laughs> she's parading them around in public <laughs> well I don't know I think she's sort of she sort of quite as I say, we are quite open, and I, she has said before, you know, I want to, I want to wear one too, and I did find her once oh. having a go at, you know. Oh. <laughs> did now, you? Going back to She's this, only five. <laughs> having a go. Have your hormones been getting the better of you? Why not drop us a line and tell us all about it? Email dearhormones at yahoo.com or find us on Instagram at Dear Hormones. So those two letters have actually been nearly used up the whole uh, podcast, haven't they? But Because they were so great. But I'm going to just read one last letter here um, and then we'll save the fourth letter for next week instead so when there'll be more time. This letter is just called Teenagers! Exclamation mark. Dear Jenny and Kate, it's from Lois and she lives in Derby. Dear Jenny and Kate, I've been struggling with my hormones for quite a while now. Having just turned 50, I've noticed more and more frequent irrational behaviour creeping in. Everything, and I mean everything, winds me up. Having teenage children does little to help my mood, and I find myself screaming like a banshee on an all-too-regular basis. Is it too much to ask that after a day at work, my 19-year-old son, home from university for the summer, gets up before lunchtime and empties the bloody dishwasher... After all, I'm feeding him, paying for his car, giving him handouts left, right and centre until his summer job starts and basically being his personal slave. <laughs> yeah, this is coming to us soon, Kate. You know yeah. that, don't you? <laughs> well, do you know, I have like found myself saying on a few occasions, I'm not your slave. <laughs> you do. You do sometimes feel a bit like that, don't you? Yeah, you do. She said, I even left a note as I went off to work this morning, politely asking him to empty the dishwasher and leave the kitchen tidy, letting him know when I'd be home. Mm, very good. Driving back, I could feel my heart racing. What if he hasn't done it? What if the kitchen is a mess? What if his shoes are lying around in every goddamn room? What if every towel we own is left damp and festering on the bathroom or bedroom floor? 
the tension was building to a crescendo as I turned into the drive and noticed he was out. (sighs) Tentatively opening the front door, I was already raging. Post was on the mat. Every single shoe basket in the hall unit was open with laces and odd trainers spilling out. An open rucksack with dirty clothes was dumped on the stairs and I could clearly see in the kitchen that the bowl was full of dirty dishes. Oh, naughty boy. Yes, the note I'd left him on A4 paper in black marker pen on the kitchen island was still sitting there taunting me. Absolutely livid. We have that phrase a lot, don't we, in this mm. podcast? <laughs> Absolutely livid. I wrenched open the dish the dishwasher door to find it completely full of the clean load I'd put on at 7:30 this morning. And he was out. <gasps> she is fuming. Oh. Grabbing my phone, I texted him. Where was he? Why was the dishwasher not emptied? Why were the dishes still in the sink? Why were all the blinds in the house still closed? Doesn't he appreciate everything I do for him? I called him ungrateful, lazy, everything under the sun, in fact. I then had to go for a lie down to try and calm down. Ordinarily, this situation would have pissed me off, but the turmoil I was feeling was so beyond anything I'd ever felt, I started to worry about my mental state. I tried to reason that all teenagers are like this and I just had to let it go, but I couldn't. He harps on about being an adult and being able to make his own choices and then blatantly does this, it seems, purely to goad me. (laughs) I am currently still lying in a dark room trying to get my heart rate back to something resembling normal, breathing deeply and wondering why the hell I ever had kids. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody tells you what the teenage years will be like when you are bouncing that gorgeous baby on your lap. This, coinciding with menopause, is just God's cruel joke. And I, for one, don't find it funny. Rant over. Now, pass the gin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know what I like about this letter more than anything else? She had that situation. And as it happened, practically, she decided to write us a letter. Just spontaneously. (laughs) I love it. She wrote it in the moment. How brilliant is that? I think that's our first one that's been written as it happened. While she was raging. Yeah, I hope that by writing the letter made her feel better in the end. Because, you know, sometimes you just have to get everything off your chest. Exactly. So maybe by the time she'd written that note and had her gin and tonic, she'd started to calm down again. You know, teenagers can be lazy. I mean, I've lost count how many times I've asked mine to put his shoes away every time he comes home from school. We have a lot of those damp towels on the floor in this house. Yeah. You know, it is what we just have to kind of try and learn to live with. But again, the menopause, the perimenopause, you know, fluctuating moods that we all get when that time comes leaves you feeling like this woman. Like it's the last straw. All she wanted was for him to empty that dishwasher. Yeah, she's got a a really good point. If your son is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if he's listening. Listen to your mother. (laughs) She's done so much for you. And next time when she leaves you a note, please pay attention listen up um do they this isn't there some sort of research that's been done as to the age at which your children properly appreciate what you've done for them i think isn't it supposed to be it's, it's, it's incredibly old isn't it it's sort of 25 or yeah. something it's supposed to be <laughs> too old the age so but i know that their brain continues to develop into their early 20s i mm, think i think that's it and i think particularly with boys more than with girls as well that there is there's been research that's been done so lois i'll wish for you will be that you know in six years time 
Your son will have an epiphany. (laughs) I've I've made up 25. He'll have an epiphany and he's going to repay everything that you've done for him many times over. Oh, Lois, we're with you. Thank you for writing that letter, though. Love it. (laughs) Thank you. We did it. That's the end of uh, season two, episode one. After all this time, Kate. So nice to be back. So So good to be back. And we must remind everyone that everyone who is featured on our podcast receives a Dear Hormone badge. They're right here. (laughs) They're right here. Can you hear them? Oh, they're great. Worth worth writing a letter just for that. And I think everyone's had a badge from before. Have we? Have we? Oh, listen, if we haven't sent your badge yet, please let us know because we are menopausal now. Well, Kate's approaching. (laughs) I am. um, And if we have forgotten, please just send us a quick uh, DM on Instagram. We'll make sure we get the badge to you. Um, So everyone gets a badge and we must also ask you to rate review and share the podcast so when you're on apple Podcasts or however you listen there's should be a place where you can leave us a review and you can rate us um, that hugely helps with getting the word out there and getting people listening and please share it with your friends and family so thank you for listening again and here's to season two kate Woohoo! i think we should go and get some gin for ourselves now jenny yeah i think we deserve it after that uh... <laughs> open the gin we're with you lois yeah absolutely we'll see you next week thanks so much bye bye that was dear hormones with jenny smith and kate baus if you've got a story to share email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on instagram until next time